The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? <laughs> How are the Toronto Maple Leafs now? How does it feel to you know to be a legitimate playoff team? You went out and you you, you bought Mark Giordano at the deadline, and then <laughs> you come to Montreal, you outshoot the living shit out of the last place team in the league, and you lose. The Montreal Canadiens win by a score of four to two over the Toronto Maple Leafs at home. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and I am fired up, folks. I'm fired up. Uh, I don't even really want the Habs to be winning games at this point in the season, but but let's face it, there are exceptions to that rule, right? I I am on Team Tank. I think we, we need to try and make sure that we have the best possible draft lottery odds. Uh, draft lottery odds. Ugh. But beating the Leafs is is something, all right? taking their soul like that in a game where they brutally outshoot the Habs and beating them anyways. I mean, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better. Nothing at all. How did that happen? Well, obviously, um, as I will definitely discuss throughout the course of this episode, there's a big piece of that win. Uh, Probably the majority, uh, if if you had to put a percentage on it, it's probably above 75% uh, thanks to Jake Allen. But let's talk about it. We get into the first period. The Habs are pretty much hemmed in their own zone for the entire first period. Uh, Leafs heavily outshooting them. It took them almost 10 minutes just to get a single shot on net. The Habs, that is. Uh, 30 seconds into the period, of course, uh, Joel Edmondson can't get to a dump in. William Lagesson just looking completely lost in the Montreal Canadiens zone. Uh, gets bu- Michael Bunting throws it out front to Austin Matthews. He snipes one nothing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And with the way that period was going, like I said, this was this was 36 seconds, I think, into the first period, and the Habs didn't get a shot on goal until about 10 minutes after that. So it felt like this could have gone the way of a blowout, but Jake Allen standing on his head, making all the saves. Puck tracking on Jake Allen, just next level. I mean, he's facing some shots through traffic with deflections from odd angles. He's stopping everything. And we see the Habs get a little bit better towards the end of the first. They start to fight back a little bit. But, obviously, the Leafs far better team in that first period, right? But it's only one nothing going into the second. Habs hemmed in their own zone for maybe the first 30 seconds to a minute of the second period, but they strike first. Christian Dvorak gets left all alone in front. He puts it in, but the Toronto Maple Leafs challenge for offside and turns out a little bit before that. Nick Suzuki was, in fact, offside, so that goal gets called back. However... The Habs were playing much, much better hockey in the second period. 
So again, you can see that brutal first period getting dominated, getting brutally outshot. Jake Allen keeps them in it, and all of a sudden, now they're looking a little bit better. And guess what? That better play pays off. Laurent Dauphin, Larry Dolphins, beautiful cross-ice pass to a uh, David Savard who's zipping down from the point on the opposite side of the net. He puts it into a wide-open cage, and it's 1-1. Later on in that period, the Habs get a power play. Cole Caulfield gets a chance, kind of breaks in, nice dangles. Looks like he's about to go top shelf, but he doesn't get it. He goes back to his spot over there, right near the faceoff dot in the OV spot. He gets it, fires it, barred down, 2-1 for the Montreal Canadiens on the power play, Cole Caulfield. And after that goal, (laughs) there's a GIF up on my Twitter account. Here I go again, plugging my Twitter account. But it was hilarious. This guy was like in a Leafs jersey, was right on the glass, and he was giving Caulfield the thumbs down, and Caulfield seeks him out skates right over there with his arms wide open and by the end of it this guy's smiling and pounding on the glass with the rest of the Habs fans I think Cole Caulfield just made himself a new fan I don't know maybe that guy went in and traded his blue jersey in for a nice 22 in red after that um I don't know but it was amazing amazing goal Caulfield playing unbelievably well since Martin Saint-Louis took over as coach uh it's two to one for the Montreal Canadiens And that's the score at the end of the second period. We're moving into the third period. It turns into a penalty fest for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, you guys know, anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I like to complain about the refs, right? I do. I enjoy it a lot. I'm going to talk about these penalties a little bit. And uh, I'm I'm not going to make this into a ref complaint, but the first call on Joel Edmondson was complete bullshit. Michael Bunting started that contact and they're jousting with each other. And they just pick Edmondson and send him to the box. If you're going to send anybody, you got to send both in that situation. But they don't. But the Habs managed to kill that one off. The second penalty was a hold on Christian Dvorak. Right in front of the net, he basically bear hugs John Tavares. Um, and that one gets called. And that is the one that would end up hurting them. Shot through traffic. Uh, gets blocked. William Nylander picks it up in the slot. Fires it in. And ties the game at 2-2. Two to two. And we get another Montreal Canadiens penalty on that play. Joel Edmondson cross-checked John Tavares in the back a little bit in front of the net. More of a push than a cross-check if you ask me, so I thought that one was a little bit soft, but I cannot fault the officials for making that call right in front of the net. Um, So it's 2-2, and the Habs have another penalty to kill, but they managed to kill that one off. So despite spending most of that third period shorthanded, they only give up one goal, and now the game's tied. And then late in the game... Austin Matthews skating backwards up towards the point. Clashes skates a little bit with Paul Byron and falls. Paul Byron is off on a three-on-one. He's looking it off like he's going to pass. Holds, holds, shoots, beats Shelgren. Makes it 3-2 to two for the Montreal Canadiens. And then, like poetic justice, because we all hate the offside review sometimes. I hated it tonight, that's for sure. And Christian Dvorak definitely hated it tonight. But with the net empty, Shelgren gets pulled by the Leafs in order to try and get the extra attacker and try to get back into that game. Paul Byron skating down the ice, drop pass to Christian Dvorak. He puts it into the empty net, gets back the goal that he should have had earlier in the game that got taken away by an offside review, and gives us the final score of 4-2 to in favor of your Montreal Canadiens. What a game. What a game. And let's face it, as Habs fans, we have to admit that, you know, being outshot, and by the way, I don't think I've actually mentioned it yet, the actual shot tally was 51-18, to 18, 
in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Habs didn't deserve to win that game. The only person who deserved to win that game is obviously your player of the game, and that is Jake Allen. Now, that might be a little bit harsh to say he's the only one who deserved because he he wasn't the one scoring the goals, right? Uh, I thought Cole Caulfield had a really good game. I thought Nick Suzuki played pretty well. I thought Paul Byron played great. Um, I liked Christian Dvorak in that game a lot as well. But your player of the game has to be Jake Allen. I mean, he made some absolutely absurd saves. On that second penalty to Edmondson, the cross-check on Tavares, right after the Leafs tied it up, immediately off the face-off, they went down the ice, and cross-ice pass was thrown over to Mitch Marner. Again, I hate to plug my Twitter account for a second time, but you guys know i got to do it. i got a highlight up there if you haven't seen it. Cross-ice pass to Mitch Marner. He fires it, and Jake Allen somehow, out of nowhere, gets across and gets a blocker on it. Even Mitch Marner was sitting there afterwards, like in complete disbelief that Jake Allen somehow made that save. This was a performance for the ages from Jake Allen. I cannot stress that enough. That Marner save was the stuff of legends. He also had a number of ridiculous saves on like deflected shots. I mean, he was absolutely on point in this game. On point. This was the same type of stuff that you see from Carey Price at his best. This guy is a starting goaltender for somebody. I don't know why the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't make an offer that the Montreal Canadiens couldn't refuse to get him. If the Leafs had a goaltender like that on their team, you might have to really look out for them in the playoffs. I mean, they're already a problem with all the offensive weapons that they have, but their biggest problem this season, to me at least from an outside perspective, seems to be goaltending. A little bit on defense as well, but really goaltending. You have better goaltending, it mitigates a lot of those problems on your defense. We've seen it before with Carey Price, right? We saw it, you know, in this game with Jake Allen. Habs, not exactly super tight defensively. Obviously, Jeff Petrie didn't play, he's injured. But Jake Allen was the difference maker, right? You put 51 shots on goal and you only got two goals out of it. That, you got goalied. I'm sorry. I mean, it sucks to suck, but, you know... These, these things happen sometimes. And that, that blocker save that he made on Mitch Marner was very reminiscent of the save that Price made. I think it was in Game 5 in the playoffs against the Leafs. And I think it was also against Marner on a cross-ice pass where he got across and threw his blocker up and somehow managed to get a piece of it. I don't think that one was on the power play, but regardless, it was, it was just reminiscent of that. I mean, Jake Allen, man, this was a off-his-rocker performance from that guy. I cannot say enough about it. Cannot say enough about his puck tracking. Uh, I was talking in the EOTP chat with Dylan Waugh about it. He's a bit more of an expert on goaltender movements, and he was mentioning, he's like, you know, the movement still looks a little bit off from Allen, but the puck tracking is unbelievable. You know, even when he's not necessarily in the perfect position, he knows where the puck is, and he knows where it's coming from, and he's able to gauge different angles that it might come from. He's able to respond to deflections and make ridiculous pad saves. One of the deflection saves he made went off his own defender. I think it was uh, it was either TJ Brody or maybe it was Morgan Riley. I'm, I'm not sure it was one of them. They shot from the point, and then it ended up bouncing, I think, off of David Savard's skate directly in front of Allen, like maybe five feet away from the net. And Allen is sliding to his left, but the puck gets deflected back to the right. And it's going in the net, but he just immediately kicks his pad out and stops it. I mean, an absolutely unbelievable, lights-out performance from Jake Allen. This is, you know, incredible to do that, facing 51 shots against one of the highest-scoring teams in the league. You don't see that often. So when I say this was a hell of a game, right? Yeah, the Montreal Canadiens, you play that game 10 times, you lose 9 times. 
right? But that one time, it's one heck of a fun watch for your fans because your goaltender is fucking taking the soul of every player on the opposing team. Amazing game, Jake Allen. Amazing game. Now, uh, aside from Allen being otherworldly, what did we really learn from this game? Um, the Leafs are better than the Habs, right? We, I think we knew that. I think a uh, quick glance at the standings would probably tell you that without having to watch that game. But we also learned that the Habs, you know, this Habs team is opportunistic. You don't need to get 50 shots on goal to score goals for the Habs, right? Cole Caulfield is a fucking game breaker. That guy, I mean, in the second period, he had a couple of really good opportunities. He could have had a hat trick in that second period there if the puck rolls right for him on some of those other opportunities. He's a game breaker. He doesn't need a whole lot of time. When we saw it well, a couple of games back, he scored two goals in eight seconds, right? This is going to be a huge factor in the rebuild for the Montreal Canadiens because one of the biggest problems that they've had, they've had some decent teams in the last 10 years. Right? Why haven't they been able to break through to that next level? Because they've lacked finish. They didn't have any like pure finishers. The closest thing they had to a pure finisher was Max Pacioretty. And Max Pacioretty would do a lot of his damage from the outside, and he had a really good wrist shot. I don't think his shot is as potent as Cole Caulfield's. That bar down goal in the second period, it's, it's electrifying. The bell center hits different when Cole Caulfield scores. You can feel it. The entire fan base is incredibly excited about this kid. We've been incredibly excited about this kid for a while, but now we're starting to see what we believed he was going to be. Oh, Connor McDavid almost scored a crazy one. Just got stopped. Well, as you can see, I'm, I'm watching a different game now because I still have my TV on. But anyways, back to Cole Caulfield. Um, Cole Caulfield is going to be the biggest part of this rebuild, right? If they can build a team that can actually capitalize on scoring chances, so they don't have to outpossess you by a wide margin. They don't have to outshoot you by a huge margin only to win 3 to 2. Look at that game. 18 shots on goal, four goals. One of them being an empty netter, but I digress, right? The point here is if this team wants to get back to competitiveness, they're going to need to be a team that can be a little bit more opportunistic. They're going to need to be able to cash in on their scoring chances. Of course, you want to get back to having better possession. You and you want to outshoot the opposition as well. You want to be the Leafs, right? You want to be outshooting teams 51 to 18. But if you get 51 shots, you know, you want to be able to cash in on more of them. And of course, you know, the Leafs ran into the hottest version of Jake Allen that you're ever going to see. But I, all, all this to say, the Habs are looking like in the future, they're going to be able to have more games like this where they get outshot, but still it doesn't matter when they get outshot, which is nice. And for my last note, uh, I got to bring it up. Uh, the Habs signed Jordan Harris today, prospect for them out of Northeastern University. I am excited about this kid. I'm very excited about him. Now, he won't be eligible for the Laval Rocket playoffs if he comes and plays any games for the Montreal Canadiens, but I don't think that they're going to care about that. I think that they want to get a chance to evaluate him, so I do think he's going to get an opportunity to play for the Canadiens. We will probably have a, a absent-minded podcast to talk a little bit more about this kind of stuff, but I, I watched a few of his games this season, and I can tell you, he's he's got the size, he's got the he's he's a good skater, and he's got hands. I'm intrigued to see him come up and play some games with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, help is on the way, right? Jeff Petrie's out indefinitely, but help is on the way on the blue line. 
So with that being said, I'm going to end it because we are running over 15 minutes, closer to 16 today. So uh, vraiment une soirée énorme pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. There's the third plug of the podcast for you. Uh, give, give me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we're back tomorrow night with another episode after the game against the New Jersey Devils. So it won't be very long, but as always, at our pushing.